Welcome to Married to Portuguese. On each episode, my English-Irish husband, Bob, and I discuss and laugh about our life and adventures in the Portuguese culture. Hello. Hello. We still haven't gotten over this. No, huh? still haven't. We'll, we'll figure it out. We'll we need a much more serious... Yes, hello, welcome. Dedicate. Well, well, no, not that serious. Not serious not that way. Serious. I mean, no, we're not serious people. Maybe that's so. not the word I want. No, more, I guess... Planned? Organized? Yeah, I guess more planned and organized. We just say, okay, you feel like doing a podcast? Okay, let's go. Let's Hello, go to... and welcome to Married to Portuguese. Yes. Well, we have that already. We already have that as the intro, All right. Bob. Anyway. All right, we're here. We watched a really interesting documentary last night on port wine. We yes. watched it on uh, Amazon Prime Video. Yeah. That was really good. You were like, honey, what do you want to watch tonight? And I'm like, I don't know. What do you want to watch? And he, I'm like, how about a documentary? And you started looking, because I like, we both like documentaries. So, um, and you're like, I just saw something for port wines. I'm like, hello, yes, let's watch it. It was really good. Yes. <laughs> I just blanked on the name. Uh, was it about port? It was a very simple name. We'll put the we'll put a link we'll, to it. We'll put the link. Yeah, we'll put the link on it in the description. But it was really interesting. It was about uh, six years old, so filmed two thousand sixteen or so. Yeah, and ninety minutes, so easily consumable. And it talked about the uh, it talked about Porto. It talked about the Douro region. It talked about the uh, some of the businesses that. The growers, the, the talk, companies. Yeah, the, the growers, the labels, the families that run the labels, the future of it. Yeah, it was really good. Really interesting. Do you like port? Let's start with that. I do. I do love pork. I, uh, port wine for me, um, and of course, there it's different now. I grew up with my mom and my dad always having port wine at home, as well as Madeira, but we'll talk about Madeira after. But, um, but port wine was always the the tawny port um, that they would have. So a little for me for tawny port was enough. Um, That's my favorite. Yeah, it was too oaky. It had that those uh, that flavors in there that was a little too oaky for me. So a little bit goes a long way for me. But that's your favorite. Mm-hmm. Which we found out, you know. Oh, and of course, my favorite right now. I do like the white port. White port in the summertime is wonderful. So what is your favorite? Oh, Ruby. <laughs> Don't I go into your own tangent. <laughs> Ruby. You I, like Ruby. I, I like, like Ruby. Tawny. Tawny's younger. No, Ruby. Uh, Ruby's older. No. <laughs> <laughs> Tawny's older. Ruby's younger. Yes. Because Ruby is like, what is it? Three to five years on average. On average. And Tawny, at least 10. At least 10. But yeah. very generically. Because sometimes, like, Tawny's aged in an oak vat. Ruby can steel. be stainless steel. Yeah. But sometimes they will mix them depending on label and, right. and all of that. So we're talking very right generically. But for me, that has this, like, when I have, I can tell the difference between one and the other. And it's very easy because for me, I think Ruby Port is smoother. It doesn't have those um, those strong flavors of oak in there like the... I like it when it sings on the palate. Wow. I heard them say that last night on the, wow. on the documentary and I've been waiting to work that You've into a conversation. You've been like thinking, where can I use that in I a I don't even know what it means. 
sings on the palate. But it was really neat to see the history of it and how, you know, it was the, you know, the wine growers in Portugal, uh, you know, and the, the people from England coming over and they would bring back to Europe, you know, the wine, the figs, the olives, the, you know, whatever it was. And for that voyage, you know, they added... They fortified the wine because in order to get the wine back to England from Portugal, Portugal yeah. before they added brandy, um, when it was just straight wine, the wine was going bad in the casks. Right. So they needed to fortify it so that it wouldn't go bad. Right. Um, now, I don't know the, the trade because the wine the, the boats may not have been going straight back to the UK they might right. have been going to, to somewhere else and, to pick up or so whatever probably multiple yeah and then of course they talked about you know the relationship between Portugal and, and England which is the oldest and longest running still to this day uh, relationship between two countries and um, and how all of these English families that have been um, that are born in Portugal, uh, that, you know, run their business there as well as England. But the ones that were born in Portugal see themselves as Portuguese, uh, It, which was really beautiful to, to hear them, you know, speak about the traditions that they have and all of that. And there are specifically two English families that are there that have pretty much bought up all the other labels with the exception of a few that are still well, they um, were the, the two biggest and the that two was largest what, yeah taylor label and graham and i thought graham i thought i think we weren't taking notes <laughs> yeah we, weren't we didn't taking know there notes. was going to be a quiz yeah we didn't know we were going to do this today but it was it was really interesting yeah. so if you love port wines it's really a great documentary. It's really great for us to know about our our history and wines. It's really important. Yeah. And to learn about the Douro region because they spent yeah. a lot of time talking about that. Gorgeous. Didn't realize it's like the most expensive place in the world to grow grapes. Right. Because you're growing on a mountainside. You're going uphill. <laughs> so it's, it's wildly steep. Yeah. You've got to cut the plateaus and the steps into it. And they use stone walls to hold up, to hold back the, the earth, and the one, uh, the one, bottling company grower mm. label. Yeah, they have a hundred miles of this stone wall, and at any given time, thirty miles of it is in need of repair. Right, because the earth is always pushing against the walls, and it's got to be rebuilt by hand. So if by you're a stonemason in that area, you never going to be out of work right and it's so remote it's so remote so you know duro region starts from uh east of porto and then runs all the way up to spain up to spain yeah so it was just it was interesting to see how hard the conditions are they talk about harvest time in ways that we hadn't heard before and the problems if it rains and we didn't realize that the when it rains the vines will soak up the extra water which will go into the fruit. It'll expand the size of the fruit till the fruit will split because yep. it's taken too much. And then once it's split, mold will set in. And that's it. And that's... You can't use it. So they're worried about temperature. They're worried about rain, all of all of that stuff. And, yeah. you know, they still rely on local local help from the villages for their harvest. Yeah. 
And, like, this was the best job that these folks could get. Right. Through the course of the year. Right. Right. It, it was in the way that they, um, how they press it, you know, and uh, some are using, you know, hand tools. Others are back to the very traditional, you know, all in single line with arms around each other. And someone is calling off their legs to go up and down certain. And it's, they do that for two hours every day. Two to three hours, yeah. Two to three hours every day. After and harvest. After being out in the fields and harvesting, they go back and they do that. It was very, it's very labor intensive. So when you're looking at a, an expensive bottle of port wine, now you understand you know, what it goes into creating these delicious port wines, these delicious Portuguese port wines. And um, and it's something I think that we all as Portuguese need to be so proud of all these beautiful wines that we're able to create out of that region. I mean, it really is the best wines. Um, you know, I, I, I feel that it's the best wines, of course, because, you know, I'm Portuguese and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's best wines in the world. You know, because little by little, the numbers are increasing in the quality. So whereas before you would say, oh, it's just France. France is going to make your best wines. Well, now you've got Portuguese wines that are competing up against France. And um, and it's coming back that, you know, people, the, the certain numbers or the way they evaluate wines. Portuguese wines have come up. Yeah, well, I don't think the problem's the the quality of the wines. It's the quantity. They've got they're smaller patches. They can't right. grow as much. It's just like what we learned when we were on Pico. Pico. Yeah, you know, you can only upscale, right? So much because you don't have that much room. <laughs> you just you can't. So you can only get so popular. It doesn't yeah. matter if you're already selling out True. everything that you have. True. You know, and this is a dessert wine, right? Or it's a yeah, dessert wine. It's a you dessert wouldn't, wine. You wouldn't have it with your meal. Right. No, no, no. It's at the end. It's at the very end. You would have a port. You would have a little bit of port. And uh, and I thought it was really, it was funny because they were talking and they would said, you know, usually port wine was considered a man's drink, you know. And I, I heard that and I'm thinking, mm, okay, okay. I could, my dad would have it, you know, with some, like, again, this isn't something we'd have all the time, but. When he would have it, it would be special occasions where we would have, and we would toast with port wine. But, I mean, all of us would have some of it. You know, it's not hmm. like, so when I heard that, I'm like, mm, maybe in your home, but in my home, <laughs> we all we all partook in that. So to me, port wine is... No, but historically, you know, they would toast. Yes, yes. They would toast with it. Yes. The politicians and the yes, businessmen. Yes, and... yes, 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 yes. That would be it. But they did highlight one of our favorite cocktails, which is the white port and tonic. And tonic. Oh, my goodness. That is really good. That's a fantastic summer drink. Oh, sure. Yeah. So it doesn't have to be gin and tonic. White no. port and tonic. White port and tonic. Trust us on that one. It is. Perfect. I wouldn't even wait till the summer. I would get yourself to the store Heck, today. We're going out today. <laughs> yeah, right. So fortified wines. Yes. All right. So the port wine hits about 20% alcohol level yep. with fortification. Yep. All right. Okay. So to tie this back when we were talking about uh, czar wines. In Pico. In Pico, where he's doing the unbelievable. He's getting 20% alcohol naturally. No right. fortification. No fortification at all. Right, because he's essentially harvesting raisins, which is right so cool. Yeah. But then Madeira, 
Madeira wine is fortified. It's also fortified. Yeah. But there is a difference between the two on how they fortify. Well, it's the aging process. It's the aging process. That's right. I believe, not an expert. Right. I've met experts, but I am not one. Right. They use heat. They use heat in the aging process. Whereas port wine does not. Which brings out some different flavors and got to affect the sugar. Yeah. Yeah. No, as you can tell, we... We definitely love our wines. We do. I mean, I think it's... When we can remember them the next day. Yeah. Oh, (laughs) not that much. We don't drink that much wine. I mean, one, two for me is enough. I I wish they had a breakfast port. That sounds bad, right? That sounds so bad. That sounds like you have a problem, Bob. Which I know you don't. I don't. You don't. He's just being facetious here um but no that was highly recommended we figured we would um, put this on the podcast because we want to make sure for those of you out there because i know all of you uh love your portuguese wines and your port wines or if you've never tried port wine you know um start off with a white port and then go to a ruby before you go to a tawny because that is the but it's daunting i mean if you if you go liquor store and I'll choose one that's around here. Yeah. You know, they will specialize in Portuguese wines because of our community. There's a lot to choose from, right? right. You're starting from 10 or 12 years and going all the way up, and the price ranges are all and over. Get... So it's daunting. Yeah. So I would say, first off, start with something that's younger, that's 10 or 12 years. It's not that expensive to get into. Right. And, you know, start tasting it and, and give it a try. Right. It's not so scary. So buy the least expensive ruby and the least expensive tawny. And work your way up. You know, finish both bottles. (laughs) Not in one sitting. Not in one sitting. Or that. Uh, Who are we to judge? Or that. I mean. I'm not judging. We're not judging. Yeah, have a tasting party. Yes. I think that's a great idea. We should do that this afternoon. Oh, we're having a tasting party? Sure. Who are we going to invite? I'll invite you. I'll invite you. Okay, (laughs) that's it. We, we do have some port. And we, we have Madeira. We have we, we have both. Mm. Yeah, we do. We're, we're not fussy. No, we're not. Not no. fussy. They're both delicious. We should go crack open a bottle now. I think we should. Awesome. All right, let's do that. All right, guys. We'll report back next week. Yes. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button, and we'd love to hear your ideas for topics. Ciao.